What's up, guys, and welcome back to Feel the Smile, the podcast, um, where we just share biblical encouragement for the practical struggle that you're facing. And to feel the smile really just means to experience God's joy. And really what the show is all about is just trying to share a little bit of the wisdom that I have in my life with you guys and my life experiences with y'all, but not only mine, but also the guests that we get to have on. And so today is my friend Ayana, and I can't wait. We literally just decided to ditch the questions. Like, we're just going to girl chat and catch up and I really think that it's going to turn into a conversation that encourages you wherever you're at so Ayana just say hey to all the people oh I'm so excited to be on the podcast to chat with you Scarlett you are you've quickly become a close friend I genuinely love to hang out with you I get so sad that you can't come to Ohio with me like I I'm like should I move there you move here I don't know well, I literally have on my notes, honor Ayana, so you beat me to it, but I seriously think like it has been the biggest joy to be able to come to know you as a friend, even just in what, I mean, like six months, five months, maybe even less than that. We met each other through Live Original, and it's so funny, we were just at a conference all together this weekend, and we were all just talking about how we watch each other's lives from afar but it's so encouraging to get to come together and hear the heart and vision behind everything that you do. And everything that you do is with such a pure heart and a heart to minister to other people. And that really is your heart behind all that you do. And very few people can you say that truly and authentically that that is just the motive behind what they do. So I honor you with that. And you obviously have a pure heart because what you're doing is just flourishing. Um, If you all don't know Ayana already, she has her own podcast. She has two books not just one but two and I was just even just living through her stuff before we got on today and her just the way that she displays like the words that God has put on her heart is just incredible so I just honor you for that all your hard work just doesn't go unnoticed because it's so evident um in what I see too so wow thank you so much for that oh my gosh you're gonna make me cry girl really like you're telling me right like to see someone online and they're killing it and you're always encouraged by their posts and you Mm -hmm. see how they live and what they say and it's like super encouraging but then when you see them in person it's like oh they actually live this you know how rare that is for you to show up on social media online or on some huge platform and talk the talk but then not really walk the walk that's like one of my biggest convictions it actually grinds my gears like you know how our generation talks about like our icks that's my biggest ick that's your ick you have to walk it like that is just I think that's the uh the standard for every believer like if we say we follow Jesus he did not live two different lives in two different audiences like he was one person all the time and so yeah I feel the same about you like seeing you up close is like you really do have just the most humble heart and you are like I love how you're um if we want to call it ministry or organization I love that it's called fill the smile because you're like that's who you are like you're always smiling and you have the most beautiful smile so it's like it's so on brand for you I just love that and so yeah I'm just happy to be on with you and your listeners and have a fun little girl chat today Yes, that is, you're literally so sweet. I already thought of something just as you were talking about just like 
like walking out what you're professing with your mouth and walking out the life that you live and like you do that so well obviously too but I think that's one thing that I noticed when we first went on the retreat for LO is I remember some of the people I didn't know a lot of the people but some of the people you know you had seen on Instagram before think of like Grace Valentine I guess I knew before that or even like the girls that work for LO like Freddie and Emma you see all of these people and you, you see the life that they live on Instagram, and I was just blown away by, like, the authenticity of people that have ministries. I think sometimes it can be really easy to just jump to the point and think that, like, they just blew up in a day, or that they've had everything come easy to them, or, like, of course that happened to them, and that kind of thing, but even... I just remember talking to Allison Golden about what she did. I didn't know her before the trip, but hearing about how she had written a devotional and just her Instagram ministry, and then she's literally a nurse every day, goes yeah, to the hospital yeah. every day. Like, that just blew my mind. Like, I was like, I think sometimes I think people on Instagram just wake up at 11 a.m. and go to brunch with their friends all the time, but these people, I mean, like, hustle and grind and do their stuff late at night and truly, like, are faithful to what the Lord's calling them to do, which is just so crazy and such an inspiration to me in my life, because you know as good as I do, I mean, you work a full-time job, you know, and so I think sometimes, and it would be really easy to be like, this is just hard, like, I know God's calling me to do this, but it's hard, it's like those people, they just inspired me so much to know that they know they worked full-time jobs, too, you know. Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that, because I remember having that same thought at the retreat, um, especially because at that time, I was getting ready, like, I was, like, right in the middle of transition. I was leaving one job and going to the next, which is my current job. It's a full-blown nine-to-five, which I love, and maybe I will talk a bit about that because that has always been my story. Like, I've always been the one to be like, I need to get out of here. I never want to work a corporate job, ever. I don't want to clock in, clock out, but I'm actually super happy where I am, so I guess I could talk a bit about that, but... Um, when we were at the retreat, it was right before I started my current job and I was so nervous. I'm like, how am I going to do both? Lord, I don't know if I can do Instagram and blog and the email marketing, all that stuff that I genuinely like to do. I don't know if I can do that really well and still show up at my job and be a, a killer worker, you know? And so I was really... I had my notepad out that entire weekend just asking girls. I was probably the most annoying one there. Like, how do you do it? Like, how do you work the full time, but then you show up and I'm always blown away by your posts and I'm always so encouraged and I feel like I can go a step further because your caption just really hit me. Like, so I, you know, that whole weekend, it was just that question of how do I do it? And um, I can confidently there's still much more for me to learn. And I just now, as you know, got back on social media because I took that summer off just to figure that out. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how I can do this. But yeah, I'm always so encouraged by that because it's like, it's giving Proverbs 31. Like she's on her grind. She's encouraging. She doesn't stop. Like there's a handful of verses in Proverbs 31 that I'm like, yeah, that is like life mission and it's not just because it's a cutesy girly proverbs 31 it's like no that is literally my standard i'm not just saying that like i i admire the proverbs 31 woman like 
He's hardworking. She's kind. She takes care of her herself. She dresses really well. Like she, um, I think there's a particular verse that says she, uh, something about when she wakes up in the morning, like what she does and then how she ends her night. Like she had a whole morning and night routine. Like I'm trying to get on her level. You know? And so being filled with Proverbs 31 woman, it makes, it inspires you. It's like, man, I want to do yeah. that really well. I want to get better at that. And it, it puts you in the position of a student all over again, just to learn. Mm -hmm. And I always try to like keep that as a posture of my heart. I never want to be an expert at nothing, girl. Like I'm trying to learn. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really grateful to be um, in communication with girls like you and girls at the retreat and at conference. It's like, there's just so much to learn and grow. And I'm just super thankful. That's so amazing. I mean, what like a beautiful posture of your heart too. And one thing that I love that you talked about the Proverbs 31 woman is I don't think we normally read through that verse and realize that she is hustling and grinding like all day, every day, not just for herself, but for her family and for her husband. And just to think, I think it's a beautiful passage and it talks about how beautiful of the woman it, she is, how she's clothed in these amazing garments. Like there's no one like her everywhere that you can find. And I think it can be easy for us to just be like, okay, elegance and beauty. She's a princess and doesn't do anything, you know, but it's like, no, she wakes up before the sun comes up and, and like does what she needs to do to get ready for her family to wake up. And she stays up late and does what she needs to do for all of the family to go to sleep, which is so inspiring too. Another thing that I love that you said was how you just got back from your Instagram break and you were like, no shame. I need to take a step back and figure out how to do this new like full-time job, nine to five and blog thing. And I just want to honor you for that because I know a lot of times me as a perfectionist, I can be like, no days off. You have to put right. a blog out, even if it's the worst blog you've ever written. Like it's at least it's words out there on a page, you know, and I feel like slowly but surely I'm learning the art of that, the art of just unashamedly being like, no, I need a rest today. So I'm going to take a break and I'm not going to put out all of this content because the level of being filled up that I am is the only level that I can share with them. And if I want to share what's best, then that's going to take me taking a few months off. That's going to take me skipping a couple weeks so that I can get in my groove again before I start producing content for other people, which is just so, that's so great. And I just really take that away to just no shame, take a step back when you need it, which is great. Yeah. And please trust and believe like I, I need to learn that too sometimes. Cause now that I'm back on, I'm starting to feel like my hustle and grind, no rest for the week. Like I'm starting to get back in that mindset, which uh -huh. is so dangerous. I have to pull back. So please trust that I'm still learning it too. Um, but if I'm being completely transparent, the social media break was, okay, I'm in this new uh, nine to five job that I genuinely love. Essentially it's a business incubator. Okay. So we help small businesses and um, whether they're in their startup phase or their growth stage, whether they're ready to launch their product into the marketplace, we help businesses. That's like the simplest way I can put it. And because I've been trying to start my own business for a long time, I am so grateful to God that he put me in a position where it's like I'm learning and working at the same time. And it's like I being paid to learn something that you would 
usually have to pay for like a lot of the events we throw I would usually have to I mean I didn't really like pay to be in the room but I would have to know the right people to be in these rooms mm -hmm. that I'm now just casually in for my job so I feel like I'm right where I need to be and like I don't I feel like I come into work and I'm like I'm just excited like I love to learn especially because I'm trying to build and I need to grow and yeah. there's some language that I just didn't have before this job but now mm -hmm. that I'm being trained to do that like it's literally my job it's like the perfect place to be I love it's mm -hmm. not a burden like I and I'm not a morning person so knowing that I had to at first I I still come at eight, but it's really considered nine to five, whatever. But um, mm -hmm. I'm not a morning person. And if I have to work at a job I hate, um, which I've had jobs, and I know hate's a strong word. I'm so sorry to your listeners if they get like convicted about that. It's a strong no. word. <laughs> I, you know, I just never know. But the last jobs I've had, mm -hmm. like I have to be there in the morning and I don't want to... I'm trying to be careful with my words because the people who I've worked with are great. Like, I don't want to talk down on them, but like the position itself, I'm like, God, please get me out. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't. Please, so, please take me somewhere else. Yes. And so like in the morning when I would have to report to those jobs, I would literally feel this like, God, I need you to get me through this day. This is, I just, I'm not, I should call off today. Like that would be my thought every morning. Yeah. Like, I should just call off. But now I'm like, I get my coffee and come in, get my laptop set up. I, <laughs> love it I absolutely adore it and I'm learning a lot from that job um mm. so yeah so that's what I do and as I um you know have been in that position but also trying to keep up with my own work and my own stuff that I gotta mm. post and you know blogs I gotta write all the things um I not only took a step back because of the nine to five I also took a step back because there was so much going on in my heart personally just in my world mm -hmm. that um I started off this podcast by saying like I want to live one life all the time and so mm -hmm. I felt like there's just so much chaos going on in my personal life that I really did I just wanted to get away with God like you know what David prays um in Psalms 139 yeah. like Test me, know my anxious thoughts. If there's any offensive way in me, uh, point it out and lead me in the way everlasting. Like that was my continual prayer because I don't want to show up with like, yeah, everything's good, everything's great. It's like, no, like if it's not great, I want to work on that. And I, I yeah, put that above wow. all things. Like one of my favorite quotes in the world. I say this in every conversation. I'm not, and I don't try to, but it just comes out of me. But my uh -huh. favorite quote is that we are not human doings, we're human beings. Sometimes mm, I get so caught up in what I do that it's like I was not, like I don't want to say I wasn't meant to do, but before I was meant to do, I was meant to be. That's clear as mm -hmm. day in Genesis 127. Like, wow, write that down if you're listening. That is great. Yes. Please. It's like he created human beings. Like we are supposed to be before we're supposed to do. And I get in a really, really bad habit of doing more than I'm being. But if my being is not right, if it's not checked, if it's unhealthy, what I do is going to be the sloppiest rotten fruit I've ever produced in my life. Like I want what wow. I do to come out of a healthy heart. And that is like a huge thing for me for reasons mm -hmm. that maybe I'll explain, maybe I won't, but like, that's just always so important to me that I am one person all the time. Like yeah. I, I mean, there's so much I can say about that thought alone, but that was part, 
of the reason. There's a lot of reasons why I took a break, but that was a, one of the main reasons why um, I took a step back because I'm like, God, let it just be you and me. And I love when God tells me the truth. Like, I can mm-hmm. trust that anytime I pray to God, like, be honest, Lord. Like, is this true of me? Like, you have to tell me. And I will not shy away. I start off my conversations like that all the time with the Lord. Like, I'm not going to shy away. Even if it stinks, even if it hurts, please tell me the truth. And he's faithful to every single time. The cool part about my life and um, something that I'm most thankful for and I recommend to everybody, young, old, anyone, everybody needs a mentor. Everyone needs Mm -hmm. a handful of people in their life that know them deeply, know mm-hmm. all their stuff, and they can say, hey, you're you're wrong about that. Hey, th- I want you to take a look at that. Consider this. Like, everyone needs that because when I have these talks with the Lord, um, and maybe I said something that I'm like, I don't know if it's true, I bring it to a mentor, and they confirm it. And my mentors aren't afraid to be like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta fix that. Or they're like, Hey, that is clear as day. You're being tormented by the enemy. You got to get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Like they help with that. And so that going back to what I said before about your being, like, that is the most important thing about my life, who I am as a person. I love what I do. I'm so thankful to God that I get to do what I do. I never want to stop. Someone asked me before, like, will you podcast forever? I'm like, yes. Like, as long as I have breath in my lungs, I love it that much. But above all of that, like, who I am when no one is watching behind closed doors, that's what matters most to me. And if I am not who I appear to be, like, I got a huge issue that I'm taking up with God Mm -hmm. and the people around me and my community. So I don't know how I got on that point exactly, but that was like, free for me, like God pointed out in me and I'm, I will not shy away as long as Mm -hmm. you, as David prayed, pointed out in me, but also lead me along the way everlasting. Like teach me the better way. Like I don't want to do it my way no more teach me your way because then when I do it your way I know my life is going to be so bright and full and abundant and I not only will um there'll be a lot of blessing along the way but I get to be a blessing to others and that's the thing like I want to be able to to help as many people as possible so my heart has got to be in the throne room all the time girl and so that was this summer for me Sorry for that long little whatever. Yeah, no, I love it. That was so much great wisdom, just talking about how we were created to be before we were created to do, and being in, like, learning the art of being only comes from spending time with the creator, the one who created you to be who you are, and I think that just speaks so much to how essential, like, moments with the Lord are. I feel like I'm on this, like, kick on Fill the Smell of just trying to show people that, like, moments with God are so fun, but they're essential, and when they get boring, God wants to find a way to make them fun and enjoyable again. Like, He doesn't want you to get tired of His presence. He doesn't want you to get tired of having to wake up and get in His Word, and so, like, finding ways to spend time with Him in a way that's enjoyable, where you truly get a word from it. One thing that I would love to just talk about transitioning from that is I was talking with a girl recently about, like, the secret place. You know, I feel like that's kind of like a a trendy word or way to call, like, spending time, like, pure time alone with you and the Lord. But I also think 
it's not always something that I have seen a value in. I think I've always known I need to read my Bible. I've always known I need to pray. I've always known that I need to worship. But I think there's something about like getting to that place with the Lord where you were saying you're sitting there and you're like, whatever part of me is not of you, please take it out and put your way in. Like whatever thoughts in me are leading me astray, I want to literally hate sin the way that you do. You know, so what do you feel like that journey for you has been like getting to the secret place and just even like spending time in it, especially on days where you're like, maybe you feel like you're like tired of doing it or like reading my Bible again, really, you know, how do you just like keep that fresh fire or even maybe ways you think like innovative ways to spend time with God, I guess. Yeah. I love that question so, so much because I relate to a lot of what you're saying. There's been a handful of moments where I'm like, all right, I have to, like, I got to push myself to do it. And I kind of, I feel bad. Cause it's like, I don't want to come in that way. Like, I don't want to come in like, all right, God, what do you have for me today? Like, you know, like just kind of that heaviness, yeah, like kind of, yeah. But I got to confess, like, there's been a handful of moments in my faith journey where that has been the story for me. And so one thing that um, I say that to say, like, I'm on that journey with everyone else who feels that way. But one of the things that um, a prayer that I started to pray and a prayer that I um, that he's faithfully answered is, God, I want to be deeply connected to you, like deeply connected to you in the same way I get giddy over like a particular person who calls me in the same way I'm like oh my god I can't wait to talk to them like I want that with you so give me that and I realized that a lot of the reasons why I don't have that is because I had a really poor view of who God was like I knew that he was good I knew that he loved me and all the things but there was I sub subconsciously is that the word yes yeah, subconsciously I thought I almost said unconsciously like no that's not the word but <laughs> subconsciously <Yeah. laughs> I, I would think like um like okay he's good but don't make him mad he's good but mm-hmm. like he also is not over that thing you did like five months ago like he's still kind of mad about that so like I would mm-hmm. have this or distorted view version of God that made me not want to hang out with him. Like that God to me, like if he's good, but also a little bad, that doesn't make me want to hang out with anyone. <laughs> like if he's like, if even if I had a, a friend, just not even talking about the Lord, but if I had a friend who was like, she's great and everything, but she also kind of bullies me. Who wants to hang out with that? Like no one. No one. You're going to dread it. You're going to be like, okay, she's calling me. Should I ignore it? Should I answer? Like, because you don't really, that, that's the vibe you get from that person. And so I really had to untwist and undo that distorted way of thinking towards God and understanding he's all the way good. Girl, I could cry right now because I've had beautiful moments this past summer where I would feel that kind of coming in. Like I just, and I would tell him honestly, like, Lord, it's almost not even fair because scripture says like live by faith and not by sight, but I'm a visual learner. So it's like, God, you either, you have to like, I need to see you or I'm going to fall asleep. Like I'm going to get bored, you know? And I'm like, it's not fair. Like, I know you're there, but to help if I saw you or something I put on an episode of you're the like you made like, me this way yeah I'm like this is not my fault I'm like this is how I learn this is how I connect like I like to 
you. Like, it's not my fault. So I remember coming in one day and I, I got a little frustrated. But when you ask, like, what practical tip I can give, number one, I would challenge your view of God. Like, maybe the reason why you feel that way is because you think he's kind of boring, you know? And maybe there's something that happened to you in your past where, like, I, I hear some stories of like the first time I read the Bible, it felt like a chore. Like it didn't feel fun. Like I genuinely didn't want to do it. And I grew up in church and that's been my experience. Like it's just always been boring to me. Maybe that's the reason why you can't connect with him now. Like you still feel that. So I would get really honest. Like where is that belief of God coming from? And my vote is that it comes from childhood. Mm -hmm. I love to talk about childhood trauma too. So my vote is that it comes from childhood, but yes. whatever that story yeah. is. <laughs> we could do a whole yeah, episode on that. Oh, girl, absolutely. Say less. I got so much to say. About that. <laughs> but like, that would be my first thing. Like you challenge that view of God. But also, this is my second best piece of advice, because this is what really helped me connect with God. And I'm talking like ugly crying in the presence, just in my room, like beautiful moments with God is when I started wow. to tell him how I really, really felt. There's a, like, 2023, if I can be candid, mm -hmm. it's been a hard year for me. It started off hard, and everything since, like, every month, something hard would happen, and I'm like, all right, I'm giving you, like, two more months, God. Like, I can't handle this. Like, this is so much. Yeah. And it was just really yeah. hard. And so my prayer life, though, the thing is, I would go to, like, my mentor or my, my a parent or a friend, and I would just vent to them. But then when I would go to God, I'd be like, God, help me forgive. Help me whatever. And God's like, I want that stuff. Stuff. The stuff that you're telling your friends and your mentor, like the the gut wrenching, the true, honest, how you feel, how you're processing this, that's what I want. And so I don't even know how that moment was initiated. But before I knew it, I'm telling God everything. And I'm, I mean, Scarlett, I'm telling the man everything. Stuff I didn't even know I felt. Like it was all just coming up. And I was mad. I was angry. I was telling it like a T.I. is. Like I was just so mad. And just like <laughs> hitting it all out with no filter, withholding nothing. By the time I was done, I never felt closer to God in my whole faith. I've been walking with God for about nine years. The moment when I started to tell him how I really felt, he looked at me. He's like, that's what I wanted. He's like, I hear you. I see you. I'm with you. I actually tangibly felt like his hot breath on my neck. Like I felt that close. And I remember just like, once all of that came out, the coolest thing that happened about that is that I wasn't praying cheap prayers anymore. Like when I got it all out, I genuinely started to bless the people who hurt me. Like, it was genuine. And I'm like, God, I really do care for them. I love them. And I didn't feel that before. I would just pray that because I knew that God wanted me to pray that. But after I got it all out, it was a genuine, like, no, God, bless them tonight. Like, I pray they feel your love tonight. God, whatever their day looks like, whatever their e however their evening's going, Lord, like, bless them, be with them. And it was genuine because I got it all out in the safest place I can get it all out. It's the presence of the Lord. Well, I would say, just to answer your question, maybe there's a reason why you don't want to connect with God because you just think he's a hateful jerk face. And maybe you got that definition or that um, that feeling or that belief system from your childhood. Um, so I would challenge that. But also, like, you got to get real with God. He is so, like, I'm talking the bestest friend I could ever have. Like, he is able to handle the job of it all. And I gave it to him. I said, God, 
oh man, I just remember that moment so clearly. And I felt not only connected with God, but connected to myself. Like I felt most myself because I wasn't coming in prayer with a mask, you know? So um, that would be my advice. But again, I say I'm learning it too. Some moments I'm like, I'm trying to cry, but I'm just like, I'm tired and I don't feel like praying right now. So I really have to to like lean in a bit more. So it's still a journey for me, but those are, those are the two things that have really been helping me along in my own personal walk. That is so great. I think, too, we underestimate the power of true honesty with the Lord. Like, He wants us to talk to Him like He is our best friend. Even the things He already knows about, He would rather hear about them from us, you know? And I think I kind of journeyed through that realization, too, recently, where I was like, my joke is that, like, God doesn't say if I say, God doesn't care if I like say my bad words to him because he, I'm like getting out like my emotion and he wants to hear that. He wants to hear it from the bottom of my heart, like how I feel, because it's so much more monumental to, like you said, vent to God than it is to go on a tangent with one of your friends because he is the one who can replace your hurting with true healing in all the places that you let him rule over. And when we are sharing our true hearts with him is when we're letting him rule over those parts of our hearts. And I feel like I, you know, like try to get that out. Even when I'm driving down the road in the car or like whether it's journaling or something like that, just literally even when I'm like cooking in the kitchen at night and I'm like telling God about my day, you know, and I really think that, like you said, is kind of the turning point from Jesus being someone that you believe in to Jesus being someone you actually do life with, because you are doing life with him when you're telling him about those things, when you're honest with him, versus just like remembering that you get to read the verse of the day, which is amazing and still a great way to spend time with God. But being honest with him is even more amazing and an even better way to learn how to spend time with him. I love that so much. I I think that is a turning point. I, like, I totally agree with that because I don't know when it happened for me, but like most of my journey was, okay, he's like really good and I can't make him mad. And that was kind of like how I approached him. But then like when he actually became a friend and someone who I'm like, you like texting throughout the day, you know, sending audio messages to like to the Lord, like just like not even... There's so much beauty in the secret place, absolutely. But there's also beauty when you're at work and you're you're just like, hey God, like, um, what do you think of this? Or like, can you help me through this today? Like, or if I'm driving, I have to do that a lot when driving because people drive so slow. And it's like, God, I need you. I need you. Yes, that's my alter ego. Yes, Yes. I'm like, y'all. The light is green. Why are we stopped? I can't. I can't. It's like little moments. Yes. Oh, girl. No, yes. don't get on the freeway because, <laughs> oh, girl, I just, I need the Lord in the car with me. And that's the cool part. It's like, because I do that. Like, when people are in the car with me, they know. I'm like, I'm quick to hawk the horn. I will say that. I'm not taking pride in that. But Wait, no, I'm, I'm no shame. Okay. I'm like, I will hawk my horn at you. Yes. No, because it's like, we got to go, you know? So it's yes. like, the people who are in my car, they yeah, but when I'm alone, it's like I can. Jesus is my friend, you know. Like I can, and I know this sounds so cheesy. People they see that, like, oh, that's actually like a really lonely life. Like Jesus is your friend, but it's like no, like He literally enriches my life. Like if I, He is everything to me. I don't know. I genuinely, my heart breaks for people who don't know Him because it's like 
I, and I get it because I understand, like, there's just been so much done on, unfortunately, on the church's end. That turns a lot of people off. And I'm one of the biggest, or not one of the biggest voices, but I, I try to speak up about that as much as I can. Like, how you feel towards Jesus because of what happened to you. Like, I, I get it. I understand. But it's like when you see him for as he is and not how people portray him or not as how you've experienced him in the past, which might have been um, I, just a really poor moment. You know, everyone's coming in with different stories, so I want to be sensitive to that. But when you truly, deeply see him as he is, it's like, why would I not choose him? How could I possibly say no to him? He is like... You know how us girls are like, oh my gosh, girl, you're so perfect. It's like, Jesus is literally perfect. Like, absolutely perfect. I'm so glad I like him. And I just want to introduce him and make him known. Yes, to people in the church, absolutely. But I love to preach to people who don't know him. Like, I love it. And a lot of what I do, and I, I feel like in this season of my life, I'm more cult to, I don't want to say I'm more cult to, but I'm getting, I'm, um, because before I used to wrestle with it, but I'm coming to terms with the fact that like, I know that that is my assignment. I'm supposed to go to the loss. I must, I can't sleep well if I don't. And, um, that's always, it's, it's an exciting journey. Cause like to see the light come in people's eyes when you talk about like, a perfect God loving them, I would do anything for those moments. And so um, I don't know how I got to, but that is, that's where my heart's been. That's what my prayer life. I know that it has been because we talked about it the other night at Cane's when I was a first timer at Cane's, but we talked about your heart for the lost people. And I would, I would love to just talk about that because I know that that's exactly where your heart's at. And I feel like, honestly, that is a new area where the Lord has like lit a flame, my fire too. Um, Our church does 21 days of prayer every year and we always spend time praying for lost people. And I really feel like this year I was like, this is going to sound horrible, but I'm going to be just completely transparent. I really feel like this year, I was like, God, I want you to give me a burden for the lost. That's the why behind all we do. It's yes to get believers closer to God, but it's also to get other people that aren't believers just in a room with God so they can experience his presence. And that's just the new like found fire that I've just prayed for the Lord to do in my heart. Um, I heard one of our pastors at church sharing a message. He was just talking about like revival and he, um, I can't remember who the famous like Christian theologian was that said this. It was one of the old revivals and people asked him, they were like, how are you leading all these people to Christ? Like, how does revival happen? How can we get revival to start where we're at? And he was like, you want to know how I started revival? And they were like, yes, please tell us. He said, I walk into my, he was like, I walk home and he was like, and I get a piece of chalk and I sit down on the ground and I draw a circle around me. And he was like, and I pray for God to start a revival inside that circle. And when God has started a revival inside that circle, that's when I can go start a revival outside of the circle. And that has just been like, that was just transformative to me because right now I truly believe we are in like a new era of revival I mean just at conference this weekend we had hundreds of people get baptized I saw where Jenny Allen was at Auburn a couple nights ago and hundreds of people got baptized I was like that is just crazy and I really believe that we're in that era but we can only 
be part of that revival as much as our hearts already are. And so I've just been praying, like, God, set my heart literally on fire for your kingdom, for people to know you, for people to experience you. Would I lay down every ounce of my pride and my desires and my worrying about other people's opinions so that someone can experience your joy and life with you? And I just love how your heart right now is so much for lost people because that's really how our hearts should be always. So I don't know. I would love to hear maybe just kind of your heart for the lost people, how you minister to lost people. I think sometimes as Christians, a trap we can fall into is when we don't know how, we just don't do it at all. Whether it's we don't know how to reach out to someone who's hurting, so we don't do it at all. We don't know how to invite someone to church, so we don't do it at all. So even with lost people, maybe for the person listening that doesn't even know how to talk to a lost person, how to even start the conversation, kind of like what encouragement would you share to that? Yes. Okay. So I love everything you said, number one, about the um, drawing the circle and having revival start in you before it can start outside the circle. That is big. And I I love that. I'm going to take that with me. Um, It reminds me of a quote. um, I heard this years back. It's talking about um, Mark 16, 15, when Jesus commissions us to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. What the preacher mentioned, he's like, notice how Jesus didn't say go out into all the churches and preach the gospel go out into all the world like we're not uh, like it's wonderful to encourage believers in the church like lost people in the world like they they need that like we already got it in the church and so we just we continue to be encouraged by the word and by the truth of the gospel but those who don't even have it like that's where we're commissioned to go every that goes for every believer go out into all the world so i love that analogy um just with the circle, like, and understanding what happens there, it can happen outside. So I I love that. But some practical things, um, well, I guess I can speak to how it started for me, like how I developed a heart for the lost. Um, I, we talked a bit about childhood trauma earlier. So a bit of mine is that I know what it's like to be on the outside. I know what it's to not be invited and to sit alone at the lunch table and feel like I'm being talked over like that is the worst feeling in the world and I've walked away from so many circles of like god I pray I never make anyone feel the way that I feel right now like I would hate that because if you've been there you know like it's just the worst feeling like uh, like just to not be included like it's just, it's heartbreaking and so I remember long ago making it a point like I don't want anyone to feel this way and so when we think about how we spread the gospel it's like okay so there's people who already have the good news but those who don't it's like how about we bring them in like tell them like we can have them pull up a chair and sit at our table and we you know like just cue them in because I hate when people feel on the outside so I think that's where it started for me this is years back when I kind of came up with this thought with the Lord like I don't want anyone to feel this way But in regards to how to do that practically, this might sound like a really simple answer, maybe not as deep as you want it to be, but um, it's just simple acts of kindness. Like I, I hold fast. I think this is John 13, 35, when Jesus says, they'll know that you're my followers by the love you have for one, for one another. Um, I think that is just the key. Like it doesn't have to be I'm going to preach a whole sermon or I'm going to, you know, like to have a whole conference right in front of them. And I'm going to 
baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit right then on the spot. It's like, hey, what are you reading? Or pull up here. Um, hey, I like uh, me and uh, my friends are going to get dinner. You want to come with? Like just little acts of kindness. Like um, I heard this before too on a podcast and then I heard it again recently in a conversation. Um, but the quote was, uh, Jesus didn't hang out with sinners. Sinners hung out with him. Um, and that's, it's proven by all the gospels. If you read it, there was something about Jesus that made them want to sit at his table. Like there was something about him and they couldn't put their finger on it. They didn't know the scriptures. They, they weren't like the Pharisees. They didn't know the book. They didn't know the Torah. They just knew this man makes me feel really seen. And he actually talks to me like a person and not like what I did or what I smell like or what I look like. Like he talks to me like I'm a person. And the cool part about the gospel is that Jesus literally humbled himself enough to become a person. Like that, like God becoming a person is the dopest story ever. I don't care what anyone says. That is (laughs) a story to tell. Like God universe becoming like us human beings like he would humble himself in such a way where he became like us so he can understand us and relate to us and so um but he had no sin let's make that clear he he knew no sin he's god in flesh though and um those who were in flesh who lived a life of sin gravitated towards him and so you know we have the scriptures to see how and um like some of the things that Jesus did that we would, con- you know, conclude that this is the behavior that Jesus had that made sinners gravitate towards him. But when we think practically in our own world and we bring it, you know, to our timeline, it really is just like how you love people, how you treat people. Another popular quote it costs zero dollars to be kind. That's one of my favorites because I'm big on money and budgeting and I, I'm terrible at it but I'm always counting like how much money I have but it's like kindness is free like you don't need a dime to be kind it really is as simple as hey like I really love your shirt or what's your shirt say Lord I don't know like it doesn't have to be this big thing like but just don't let someone walk past you and I'm talking like whether it be your church or your workplace your neighborhood like don't let someone walk past you um and not show kindness like no. I don't know. I feel like it's that simple. And that was quite honestly the way I was raised. Like, don't be a jerk. Like, it's really that simple. But I think that when it comes to, like, us being light of the world, salt of the earth, like, there should be something about you that's like, that person makes me feel seen. That person doesn't make me feel like I'm less than. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't talk to them. Like, I can't be a part of their clique or their Mm -hmm. friend group. Like, they actually make me feel like I'm welcome I'm yeah and that is one thing I love the most going to those retreats and conferences because like we I see what these girls do and they're amazing and they have every right to look down on me like girl you're yeah. blonde, like you, you for real right now but they're so about like oh my god like come sit with us there's mm-hmm. always room like make sure there's a seat for her like just genuine mm-hmm. kindness and I, I like that is the the coolest thing mm-hmm. for me because that's so Christ-like mm-hmm. it is truly the heart of God and 
it's just rare anyway like for a bunch of girls to do that like girls can be mean so for a bunch of girls to genuinely be like no we see you we want to hang out with you like that that is just beautiful and so for those of you who are like how do I, I reach the loss like simple acts of kindness and maybe you're shy maybe you're like well I don't know how to do that listen I'm a writer for a reason I love my keyboard to sit behind and encourage people like I don't always have to be out yeah. there and talk to people so God's given me um, the opportunity to minister to the loss with my writing and with the podcast and like the things that I genuinely like to do, I can reach out to the loss there. So find your niche, find the gift that God's given you and, and start there. But the in-person contact of just like little tiny things you can do to be kind and show the person that you see them like that goes so far. Yeah, that is so, so great. What great practical advice to end on because I heard someone say one time uh, that goes along you can put this in your like quote bucket is they said um share Jesus and talk when needed or like share the gospel and talk when needed as in like sharing the gospel does not have to be preaching the sermon on the mount you know like it can be loving them giving them a hug telling them you love their outfit asking them what they do what they're passionate about you know different things like that really just being a friend to people which is so great I can't even believe that we've talked for 45 minutes because it does not even feel like that at all I know I was like wow (laughs) I know whenever we got to like 20 minutes I was like I feel like we just started like it's just so crazy um and I'm I'm sure the listeners feel the same but okay tell people where they can find you where they can find you on Instagram where they can buy your books from you because they look awesome I haven't read them personally but I did stalk them before we got on here and they look so awesome and cool because one thing about Ayana's books I do want to say this is they are so biblically minded, but they're novels. So if you are like tired of the self help club, go yes. shop Ayana's books. Yes. But yeah, I let love the people it. know where they can find you. Yes. Okay. So you can find me on my website at ayanasimone.com. I post a blog every last Sunday of the month. Um, I send out a newsletter every Wednesday to members and subscribers, which is really cool. Um, you can search me, listen to some episodes of To Be Heard Podcast. Season five is coming soon. So I'm excited for that. And um, as far as social media, um, you are welcome to follow me at Ayana Simone. Um, my books are available on Amazon. I've had the privilege of publishing my first one in 2018. My most recent one in 2022, uh, you want to talk about reaching the loss, that book is dedicated for the loss. And so um, there's a handful of, of uh, things in that book. I can't wait to, to talk about it more. I feel more led to promote it. But My Name is Anxiety is a book um, that challenges the world and it challenges the church too. So uh, there's a little warning there before you start the book, like, hey, this is a book that it gets real, buckle up. Um, but the story really doesn't begin in, until you reach the end. And that's what I put at the beginning. So um, yeah, go ahead, buy the book. I pray that it encourages you and that you're um, urged to give it to someone who you'll know it'll bless. So can't wait to connect with uh, y'all, uh, your audience, Scarlett. I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to connect. Yes. Well, I'm so grateful that you joined me today and shared your wisdom because you, I mean, I could have not said a word and had you talk the whole entire time and it would have just been 
so encouraging, not only to the listeners, but to me too. So, I, I mean, seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you for your wisdom. Practical advice on pursuing what you love while you're working a nine-to-five. Practical advice on reaching the loss. Just so many areas of life covered in this combo. So thanks so much to everyone else listening. I'm so grateful. Thanks always for love and support. And be on the lookout on our Instagram for the next episode. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye.